The Breakdown Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies telling you what you need to know regarding politics breaking it down politics And welcome to another episode of Politrix with uh, myself, Big Merce. So right now we got Van in the house, we got uh, we got Odie in the house, and we got Blue on the way. So we do want to talk to Blue, uh, you know, about. Yeah, he's at the grocery store getting tomatoes and Alfredo. <laughs> so is that what that means? <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> That we got we got blue on uh, on on text, so he should be on shortly because he got something that he needs to say. But um, right now we're just gonna jump into the meat and potatoes of it. Actually, just something real quick. I hope I don't I hope I don't piss off my you know religious folks. But I, I saw a uh, I saw a meme, and it has a little bit of profanity in it, but it made me kind of think. And it has a picture of Jesus you know, giving a, a sermon, and he just goes, the fuck you worshiping crosses for? What part of my story makes you think I like crosses? I just thought that was funny. <laughs> that makes sense, because that's what they, um, that's what they hung um, criminals on, and they named him a criminal, and people don't yeah, really realize Yeah, but that's, that's even more story, reason that he would hate that. Yeah? And the, the story, yeah, I don't really see this in America, but remember, as you see the cross, is not the way the cross was. The crosses were actually... Um, upside down. Yeah. Now, I, I, thought, I, I thought the upside down cross was like the sign of the devil or something like that. I'm, I mean, right. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just going by movies. Maybe because they saw him as criminals, that's what, that was what it was supposed to symbolize. He's a criminal to the state. Anyway, like I said, it was, it was all, most um, historical literature, actually, right, Mercedes on because she's like a beast at this history shit. Um, It'll um, show you that's how it was done. So, yeah, anyways, any, any adherence to any symbolism is considered paganism anyway. We shouldn't be wearing crosses and all that or Jesus, Jesus. That's considered paganism, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's funny you mentioned about the, about the symbolism because when um, – and, and I'm a little shaky on, on, the, on this history part. I I've been taking history class in years, but – when uh, when the Turks took the uh, Hagia Sophia, the uh, the big uh, the big church, they turned it into a mosque and they overwrote all the religious symbolism. So the only religious symbolism that um, that the Muslims have, and don't quote me on any of this because I'm not a I'm not a Muslim, is just writings from the Quran. So they don't do crosses and crucifixes and all that other stuff. But when they had it, when they had it restored as a uh, like a, I think like like a museum now, or historical, you know, landmark. They took out all the whitewashing and restored all the symbols. But that was a big, but that was a big part of the breakup of Christianity during the Roman Empire. Was you had one half that worshipped like, okay, we don't need all this extra symbolism and stuff, and the other side they're like, oh yeah, the symbolism is the whole reason why we do this shit. <laughs> so it was kind of, it was, it, it was, it was kind of weird. Because I'm not being not being a religious person and reading about this stuff. I still have, you know. I, I, I mean, not being religious actually gives you a broader eye. You see it with a more 
open-ended eye, which is actually a gift to you because when you have, when you say that you're religious or you say that you're Christian or this or that, you have mm-hmm. a closed, fenced-in view of the world, and it's hard to change that view. And anything that disrupts that view is viewed as, uh, as a lie or hypocrisy or, or wrong. When all in doubt, all it is is more information. You know what? The biggest thing I could tell you, especially those, I hate to say it, and I, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but when it's all said and done, if you put the Egyptian time period and compare, compare it to what is known as the Christianity time period, you will see nothing but comparables, that everything about the, um, that faith is based on um, Egyptian symbolism yeah. and ideologies of thought. Yeah, exactly. And, they, and they, if you really look at old, um, old texts, they tell you that they did that in order to um, basically transition to Christianity from that, because remember, they were conquered. Yeah. So, Blue, what, 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 I think if we, if we would do ourselves best by going to the original man, the black man, find out what they believe, and that's probably what we should be believing in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Got to start from the source. I mean, you figure right, like... Yeah, but, the, but the English were so... The English and Germans were so decisive in destroying our history. Will we ever be able to find it? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It would definitely be a challenge. I mean, heck, winning the Super Bowl is a challenge. That would be far more than a challenge to find original stuff like that. Right, especially, right. Especially original. I mean, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, Mr. Blue, it's scary, well, it's like It's scary because it's like you believe, you know, you might have grew up in a Christian household and you believe this, this, and that. And then as you learn more, they say the educated man is the man that's, that's the most open, that, you know, once he learns all this stuff, everything that he tended to believe, he no longer believes because he knows better. And that's a scary place to be because then what are you supposed to know? You know You know, it, <clears> it's <throat> funny. When, when I finally had enough of the church and I remember changing my, uh, my email address to, uh, you know, back before we had Twitter handles, <laughs> to uh, mm-hmm. uh, Faithless. And mm. I, I, I may as well change my, my email to... I eat babies and bury their bones in, in my driveway because it had the same effect on people. They're like, what do you mean by faithless? Like, how could you not believe? And I'm just like, I just don't anymore. You know, yeah. I, I, I think I'm far beyond the point where I, ha- where I don't believe in God. But as far as religion, I'm just like, you know, to each their own. Like, I'm not going to dump on your religion, on your beliefs, but it's just not for me. So if I go to your house and you're religious, I'll, I'll take part in... I'm not going to sit there and fold my arms while everybody's praying. You know, I'll pray with you because that's what goes on in your home, and I'm a guest in your home. But it's just not – I'm just not going to church. Oh, this is the Brother Van. Brother Van has something to say. Go ahead, Van. I was having a conversation with one of my cousins, and I told my cousin that I've studied Islam, I've studied Christianity, I've studied Buddhism, Confucianism. There's all these things that I've read. And he's like, so you're, you're Islamic? I'm like, I didn't say that. That is not what I said. I've said that I've studied these things, and I'm not one that that is in the bubble of of of, of religion. I'm not that kind of person. And, mm-hmm. and I, I sat there and told him, like everybody thinks Monday is the first day of the week. It's not. According to history, Sunday is the first day of the week, and it was changed by the Catholic Church. And he's like, that's not true. I'm like, read it. Look it up. I'm not lying to you. I wouldn't say so. Like, every time I sit here and have a conversation with somebody, I'm like, I'm not going off of my, my feelings. I'm going off facts. 
It's weird that you say it because I've always considered Sunday to be the first day of the week, and Monday is just the first work day. But I always thought, like, Saturday was the end of the week, and then Sunday. Well, the calendar, the calendar tells you that itself. Yeah, because uh, uh, hold on, what, what, what does my Windows calendar say? Yeah, the, the calendar start with, with the calendar start with Sunday. At least at least my Windows calendar does. Yeah, but Monday. Every single, every single person on the planet believes that Monday is the first day of the week. It, 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 it's a, a fact that every person on the planet believes that Monday is the first day of the week. Yeah. You say, hey, what's, if you walk up to an ordinary individual on the street that you don't know and say, hey, what is the first day of the week? They'll say Monday. Yeah, because they, they think in, ter- in terms of work. In America, though, like, that's what they do. That's what they'll say in America, but abroad, that's not how it is. Right. I've been abroad, indefinitely. I've been to Italy. I've been to Spain. I've been to Germany. I've been to, to Australia. I've been to Hawaii. I've been to a, a bunch of places. I've been to Iraq. I've been to Afghanistan. I've been to Iran. I've been to Dubai. And it's Monday. I think, um, I think it's Monday well, as far as a work week. Work week's are typically in our mind. And Dubai and Abu Dhabi, they start work on Sunday. In Dubai and Abu Dhabi, they start work on Sunday. And on Thursday, I remember them saying to me, have a good weekend. And I thought that was odd. Like, I was like, oh, it's it's Thursday. Like, they were like, have a great weekend. Because it's Friday night, basically, because they're going to be off Friday and Saturday and have to be back to work on Sunday. Including oh, I like how you throw on our face that we haven't been to Dubai yet. Whatever. Maybe it's a country, but in you know, in the UAE, they talk about Sunday as the first day of the week, and they're not Christian at all. So it depends on where you are. Well, I was always taught that Saturday was the Sabbath, and that told me that was the last day of the week. I, I guess it, I, I guess it all depends on the religion that you uh, that yeah. you go by. Because um, my uh, my cousin used to be a Seven Day Adventist, and they do church on that's, Saturdays. I'm I'm Seven Days. Well, I was Seven Day Adventist. So yeah, exactly. That's already that's where that came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, but I I I, I came up uh, Catholic, and of course they do Sundays. Mhm. Before you, I feel yeah. sorry for your bung bung. <laughs> I went to my, I went to one of those schools when I was in um when I was in kindergarten first grade. We had uh I went to Catholic school and they I do there's so much stuff you're suppressing that you don't even know. And they do paddle but when I moved to Long Island they went to public school and they don't and they don't do that. But in Catholic school, yeah, if you're bad they they whip out that paddle in a minute. In front of the class. They did that, they did that at public school up until I was in eighth grade, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, uh, I guess in Long Island they had it a little bit differently because they didn't do that when I was on Long Island. But in Brooklyn, oh, well, you know, we talking about, about the dirty, dirty stuff, you know. Oh yeah, but in in Brooklyn and in, in those Catholic schools, yeah, those hey, those. You was a black kid. Oh yeah, you was getting it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Put it like this: I never did because then if I got it from them, I get even worse from my parents. So yeah. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, my mom was crazy like that too. <laughs> Oh, so the show. Hey, Mama. Hey, Debbie. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Blue, I heard you went to Washington. I'm sorry, what? I heard you went to Washington. Yep, I went to Washington. I went to the Impeach the President Summit. Yeah. <laughs> ah, no surprises there. We know the Duke's 
uh, what I found that was really as amazing is that nobody Democratic wanted. They was like, yeah, we support it, but we want to see what the Mueller investigation says. I said, you realize that the Mueller investigation ain't really gonna tell you much. That you know, yeah, I really need to do independent investigation of Trump on your own and call for that. Oh yeah, we just want to see what the Mueller report says. It's like nobody had the balls to um, step up and do what they do. But guess who I got the kiss on the cheek? Who's that? AOC? No! That should have been me! <laughs> That's what I told her. I said, you got to follow my boy Mercer Prescott. He loves you. <laughs> she said, you know it's not politically correct. I said, so what? This is America. <laughs> oh, it was good times, good times, good times. Uh, I, I, I do understand the the... The appreh- not not apprehension because they they really want to impeach Trump, but I guess they want to see what's in it and what's not in that report so they know which way to go. Because if there's something where they can get Trump uh, convicted, that's one thing. Because impeaching him just means you're impeached, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they can remove him from office. Because like I said, zoom out, go ahead, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. Remember, Clinton lied about receiving oral sex from Monica Lewinsky, and he had what they call it what. I forgot what it was called, what he had. It wasn't impeachment, per se, but I guess it was the, the investigation. What was it? What was that that Clinton had to do? Come on, Mark, help me out. No, they did have impeachment hearings for uh, for Bill Clinton. That was, that was considered a hearing? Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah, anyway, they did. For lying? For telling a lie? Well, that's why it didn't go through, because they didn't have the votes to impeach him. Because you have to have two-thirds of the Senate and two-thirds of the House for the impeachments to go through. The reason why Nixon resigned is because the Speaker told him, yeah, you don't have the votes to survive this. If you go to an impeachment hearing, they will impeach you. And that's why Nixon resigned. But they just decided to go through it anyway, but they didn't have the votes. Because I do, I, I do want to say, I have to look it back, I have to look it up again. I think in one of the chambers, they did vote to impeach, but the other one, they did not. I don't know if it was the Senate to save Clinton or the House to save Clinton, but one of them, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't vote to impeach, and we'd have that same problem now. I mean, Trump hasn't done enough to make the Republicans turn against him, because the only way to get Trump out is to turn against him because Democrats have the majority in, in this, in the house, but they don't have two thirds. They definitely don't have that in the Senate. So their only way that they could really get him out is if he gets convicted of a crime because impeachment is not going to work because the Republicans are spineless. It has to get to the point where um, it's going to hurt the Republicans to stay on Trump's side. Right. And, I, I will say I think I do know one thing where that might start to happen, and that's with uh, taxes. I'll tell you this. Have you guys done your taxes yet? I know it's early, but, like, I, I, I did mine, and I, uh, I'm in the same tax bracket, and I ended up $100 light, you know, and I was mad about that. You know, I'll put it like this. I have no right to be mad because a lot of people are on Twitter angry that they, would, that they started doing their taxes. And they're like, well, all right, I'll read some of these tweets. Bear with me, okay? 
and these are all Republicans, mind you, okay? These aren't just, you know, random people. These are just all Republicans. One person said, I just did my taxes and made the same as last year. I owe 4000 more. What the fuck? I voted for Trump, but will, not, but will not be voting for him next election. One person said, worst tax return I had in a decade. I admit I voted for Trump, but he has officially lost my vote for 2020. Another person, well, you, now, the, now this one, he replied to, to, to uh, Chuck Schumer. He says, well, you were right about taxes going up. I'm a Republican, and I was wrong big time. If it doesn't change, I am not voting for him. All my buddies are really mad that they voted for him now. One of them said, um, we're paying $5,000 more in taxes for 2018. Imagine our surprise. We voted for you. We advocated for you. I have lost lifelong friends in support of you. I'm truly disappointed. Not only have our taxes increased, but you do, you've done nothing to fix health care. And it goes on and on. I'm not going to read them all. But you get, you get the gist of it, right? We're getting to the point where people are starting to feel the hurt. Now, for us, we already knew this shit was coming because we're not idiots. <laughs> we, feed, we scoped out Trump a mile away, and we knew this shit was coming. But these suckers were just sitting there like, yo, uh, Trump is going to do this. He's going to do that. He's going to change the world. And all he did was make sure your kids don't get to go to Disneyland this summer. That's all he did. So what's probably going to happen is, is that these people, if they hold true to their word, which I doubt, which I doubt, but if they hold true to their word, they're going to talk to their representatives. They're going to talk to their senators. And they're going to say, enough is enough. Now, in a perfect world, in a logical world, that's what would happen. In a logical world. <laughs> but we live, but we, live in, in, we live in the matrix. We, we live in, in Trump world. But I feel like... The problem with, like, now is there's really no leverage for holding politicians accountable because, like, we're, the, the elections are behind us. So it's like you can't like say, oh, I won't. Now. We can act right yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's straight up on the back burner now. It's, it's going to be like, well, it's not going to become an issue unless he gets – a, reelected again, and B, elections come up again. In which right. case, they're still not going to really give a fuck because that'll be his second term. So, man, shit, yeah. you won't be able to do about it, you know? Yeah. I mean, look, look at Obama and all the stuff he got done in the second term because he has to kind of play the game to get reelected, you know? So it, it, it definitely happens that way, but Trump has already proven that uh, he ain't going to do shit. Like, he, he's the laziest president ever. They leaked his schedule. There's nothing on the schedule ever. They, he, Trump tried to tell people visiting the White House that Obama just watched basketball all day. Where do you know that basketball is basketball's on all day? It's not Fox News. Not to mention, not well, we, I actually I'm saw you on the golf course. Not to mention, I saw you, like, we saw you on the golf course. Your own golf course was causing millions to protect with secret services. Right. They're paying you, basically, pay, putting money back in your company's business. Hands. 
that is the craziest. That's one of the um one of the things that we're um that we're bringing towards him for impeachment. That he's basically I want to it's not double dipping, but basically is a clause in your president that you supposed to um not make money from your endeavors as president, especially from foreign yeah, government. I don't know how anybody gets to, can say that they're not guilty of that because how many books do we have now from these ex-presidents or who had books out while they were presidents? Watch out, man. Well, I don't know if presidents were, were writing books while they were president. Don't quote me on that. I'd have to look that up. Mm-hmm. Like after, well, like before and after, yes. I mean, Obama had a book before he was president. Um, mm-hmm. Hillary had one before she was president. I mean, most people, like Bernie had one before he was president. I mean, that's... No, 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 no. Hillary and Bernie were never presidents. Don't, don't, don't even twist the list and say that. No, but before they ran for president, that's the story. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay, 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 but, you know, it's like, and this, and this is just me being a total, this is me being a complete and total jackass. They, you know, when people say, well, you're supposed to stand for the national anthem. What if I don't? What the fuck are you going to do about it? You know, you're going to fight me over it? I have leg cramps and I can't stay it up at the time. Oh, what if I just don't fucking feel like it? <laughs> what, are you gonna, what exactly are you going to do about it? You know? What if that's I just landed my pants and I didn't want nobody to see that mess in the back? Yeah, <laughs> that's the emoluments clause in a nutshell. What if, you know, what if I started my period and I didn't want anybody to see my Menzies thing? Free Menzies. <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically the emoluments clause in a nutshell. It's basically you're not supposed to do it, but what happens if you do? What's the punishment? So it's not like, oh, if you commit treason, they hang you. It's not like cut and dried like that. Because we, we've never had... They still hang your shit? Oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm just saying, you know. Back then, now they don't hang people anymore. But um, now they just put you in prison forever. You hang somebody. You really, you really, I think you really take the message home if you hang somebody. That's that. That's the definitive shit. We probably should go back to hanging for execution. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know, because with, with my luck... They'd bring back hanging just for me if I did something wrong. <laughs> you know I'm starting not to have a problem with the wall as much as I had before, and let me tell you why. How about we just use prison labor to build the walls? No. Why not? We're trying to get out of using prison labor. Because then... We need to use prison labor versus you staying in the jail for free eating three meals. Do you know that I don't even eat three meals a day? Fuck that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a goddamn you know free man. Listen, do you know how much I pay for cable and internet and they get it for free? Fuck that. I'll put it like No, 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 no. I got one more statement. Do you know how much I pay? I owe the student loans right now and they can get to go to school for free and become lawyers and all that shit? Fuck that. Put you know what? I feel like with Varball and that, because I'm like, man, don't talk to me about no student loans. <laughs> well, shit, like, talk to me about how to get rid of these motherfuckers. These are the, these things, these bitches stay APR higher than any damn mortgage I ever owned. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, yeah. nigga, really. <laughs> student loan, those student loans are like a millstone around my neck. 
I'm gonna have to do a GoFundMe yeah. to get rid of them. At least get past yeah, the park. Yeah, You might get a dollar. Yeah. There's so many damn GoFundMe's on there. It's so damn combobulated that nobody even gets. It's only if you get if you get if you can get an Oprah, you might can get some money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't getting on Oprah. I ain't that good. Let me ask y'all a question. Did y'all watch the no, Super Bowl? No, that you're not that good. You're just not that wise. Not yet, anyway. Okay, Michael. <laughs> Did y'all watch the Super Bowl? I know I'm asking no questions. I know I already know the answer to this question. I tried to watch it. I don't even like football. I tried to watch it. But I realized that this is what football is and this is what Super Bowl is. I can see why I've been avoiding it for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? I did I not just, watch Like, the only time I ever watch Super Bowl, like, the Super Bowl or participate in any activity is if I'm being sociable. Like, if somebody says they're having a party and then I participate, like, I'm not watching, but I'm there. Like, I'm present. Right. But, That's, no, this year I didn't even attend a party. I didn't watch by myself. Like, the TV wasn't on that. Nope. Then we watch it either, huh? It was called Daredevil, episode 11 and 12 and 13, where he was just wrecking shop against that Russian guy. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was punishment. He saying they ain't going to Daredevil. It's punishment. Oh, my bad. Why don't you say the Daredevil? Anyways, the punishment. Oh, my goodness. That, I, cannot, I do not want to go to D.C. for that app, that stupid streaming app they're going to have. But I am so tempted if they're going to have, if they can make a show just as, as good as The Punisher. I was telling Van earlier, I can't even, you know, I haven't seen season three of The Daredevil yet. I haven't seen the second season of Jessica Jones yet or whatever season she's on. Um, but I was like, I don't even know if I want to watch them now because they cannot compare to what I've seen in The Punisher. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, have, I, haven't, I haven't seen anything about The Punisher yet. But I, I'll put it like And Van, you said you didn't watch it, right? Nah, um, the once it came on, once it came on, I turned to um, some, some other show. It's like America's Got Talent on steroids. It's got RuPaul and uh, a few other people. I'm not, I didn't watch it. Yeah, I, I, I put, I'll put it like this. Even when I'm gaming, I'll probably have NFL.com on. Just I mean, as long as the Patriots aren't playing. If the Patriots are playing, I won't even watch it. But this year, I was just so fed up with the NFL. Like, I didn't even put it like this. I didn't even look on NFL.com to find out who won. I found out through my Facebook feed who won. Yep, like, yep. that's how, that's how <laughs> done with it Tell I was. Tell me the Rams won. Did the Rams win? No, Patriots won. Six rings? That's bullshit. Six rings. And I, I, I'll tell you this. Oh, Somebody, but I think the Patriots, like, inflate, inflate a gate and all that. Don't they be cheating and shit? Yeah. Now, I don't know if they cheated this time around. Probably. We just don't know how. But, I mean, it's not like they got caught once. They, they, they got caught multiple times cheating. And Roger Goodell is too much of a pussy to suspend Tom Brady for a whole season. Four games. What? It's a 16-game season. Four yeah, for the, for the inflate gate thing. And he, he tried to appeal it, but it didn't, it didn't go through. But four games is nothing, man. And then you know the worst part? Tomorrow on his record? I've never seen it. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I so, think four games is better than, than no games. At least he got some kind of punishment. Yeah, but I mean, when it, they get... ain't like he, it ain't like he beat his wife and got suspended for two games. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that, but um, <laughs> my wife's getting beaten. 
But uh, uh, the NBA, not the NBA, it's the NFL. You don't hear shit like that in the in, in NBA. You know what I'm saying? You do, but it's not. I, I'm not going to say it's not as common. I just don't hear about it as much. I'm not going to say it doesn't because happen. It don't happen. <laughs> Because I, I don't really pay – I mean, I don't even watch the NBA like that anymore, but I still keep up with it. Like, I'll get on NBA.com and look at the standings and stuff like that. Because we don't have two franchise players anymore, I'm like, man, fuck the NBA. Now, you know, when people were staying with their teams and the whole team was built around them and they're staying in their whole career, that's what I like. The Birds, the Magic Johnsons, the Michael Jordan. But this era where people stay three years and then go find money in another, I don't like that shit. I know LeBron's like the best player ever. But his team skipping shit just be like, ew, I can't, I can't even fuck with you, dude. You know what I'm saying? Not on no NBA shit, on your philanthropist shit, or I'm with you all day, though. But your acting shit, you right. You know, I watch a movie of yours. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I mean? But at, at least he went back to Cleveland and won him a title before leaving him again. And at least it wasn't a whole lot of burnt jerseys when he left again. Because he got him a title. Right, you're right. Well, yeah, no. And then he went to stupid-ass L.A. They suck. For now. Oh, I would hope Kobe, you know, that would be the biggest push. You know what? That would drive the NBA bonkers. Those ratings would go through the roof if um, Kobe came back. Ain't nobody trying to see Kobe come back. He's like 42 now. Like, no one's trying to see him come back. I mean, they love Kobe. <laughs> oh, he ain't no 34. How old is Kobe, man? Man, how old is Kobe? Shoot, Le- LeBron is 34. Oh, yeah, he might be. I don't know how Kobe is. I don't know how Kobe is. I think Kobe's like 36, 37. Nah, Kobe's got to be older than that. Kobe's been playing for 20 years. Kobe's like Kobe's older than 40. Kobe's 40? Yeah, man. Oh, anyway, so what? Carl Malone played until he was 45. What's your point? Boston played until he was 42, 43. What's your point? Yeah, but Kobe's been out of the game for too long. I mean, it's only been, what, two seasons? <laughs> but I mean, nah, I, I put it like this. Uh, I wouldn't want to see Kobe come back, mainly because I don't like Kobe. <laughs> oh, okay. I, don't like, I don't like him either. He's a fucking Michael Jordan clone, but I'm just talking about race. But you know what? He's a Michael Jordan clone, but he's but he he's really good at it, which is why he's top five scorer so of all time. So he's he's a he's a Michael Jordan clone but he's a well, Dad, if, I was Michael a ball, Jordan. if I was a ball hog I'd be a top point scorer too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I, if I, if I think Kobe, fuck you man dunk <laughs> Like yo know, if if I had if I took forty two shots a game I could score thirty points a game easy. Um put it like this. I I I, I I was reading all my feeds from the Super Bowl, you know, from, from my friends. Super Bowl was boring as shit from what they said. And they were. I'll, I'll put it like this. This is an old tweet from somebody named Adam Serwer, right, from back in 2017. And he says, he says, it's telling that resentment toward wealth in sports is always directed at black athletes and not the vastly wealthier franchise owners. That's because black athletes are seen as recipients of white benevolence. Whereas rich white men, by virtue of whiteness, deserve their money. The truth is the reverse. It's the athlete's labor that makes the owners rich, not the other way around. And it applies to many other things. Modern day slavery. Yeah. 
And here's something else I thought that was interesting. I, I posted a video on Facebook from uh, Francis Maxwell also talking about the, uh, about the protests, right? And Washington Post had a poll. They said since the protests, right, with Colin Kaepernick, white people like the NFL more since the protests. Black people like the NFL less. You know, would be one of the biggest statements ever if we actually got a black owner team. Oh my gosh, it would be so mind-boggling. You know what I'm saying? Like it'd be the game changer. I thought I heard Jay Z and um, Diddy was supposed to be working on something, but I guess that fell through. That might have. I mean, Jay Z's already involved with the uh, Brooklyn Nets, so uh, that might be, that might be that might be stretching the cap a little bit. <laughs> He's not a full owner. He's only a part owner. Yeah, he might have owned like three percent. Right. It's bad. You know what I'm saying? But, but you mean talk about like 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 a full owner, like a full black owner? Yeah, like you know, like yeah, yeah. like like a white like like the guy who owns Dallas who says, "Y'all niggas are gonna fucking not stand, or you're gonna fucking lose your job." That guy, like that. Jerry Jones. What was his name? <laughs> I was gonna say Jerry Heller for some reason. <laughs> like, no, that's a different way. <laughs> same difference. No, that that's not the same difference. <laughs> 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 so put it like this I'm, I'm going I'm to be real with you guys right? if you watch a Super Bowl or you went to a Super Bowl party I'm not going to call you out because I, I put it like this it's hard to go up to things that you love like a lot of us grew up on football I grew up on football I played football with no pads no helmets playing tackle football after school every day so I love you know. yeah. but um, the more of the world that I see there are things that I can't unsee. One of my favorite players growing up was Junior Seau. Class act on and off the field. He killed himself because of CTE. They found out he had major CTE. And just after he retired, he killed himself. So okay, break down the acronym for those that don't know. I'm raising my hand. What's a CTE? <laughs> oh, he would ask me that. And then, you know, the worst part, I should have, I should have written it down. I didn't. I'm like, because no one's going to ask me what it means. I know it's it some kind of traumatic brain injury of some sort, but like a concussion, yeah. like concussion, something like yeah. that. And, and it's basically just caused by repetitive hits to the head, you know. And find out that the NFL was covering that up, you know, that was bad enough. But the Kaepernick thing hurt just as bad because it just shows how much the NFL supports the people who are putting the asses in the seats. I mean, all right. The quarterbacks are the star of the show. Most quarterbacks are white, right? Who are they throwing it to? Is there a Gronkowski on every team? No. Who is breaking the tackles? Who's making the spectacular plays out there? Right? I mean, I'll put it like this. I wish the Super Bowl was in January again so I don't have to watch the NFL pretend that they care about black people. Like they had, supposedly, they had some... Uh, Black History Month horse shit out there. And I'm just like, you guys don't fucking care about black people. You're just saying, you're just doing that, so we'll just shut up about it. But you don't care. You know, put it like this. Are there that many racists out there? And it's not fair to call them racist. I'll, I'll, I'll walk back on that. But is there that many racists out there that you don't want to piss them off? Like you figure with Nike and with Keurig and all these other companies, or uh, was it Gillette, Right. They did the math, and they were like, oh, yeah, um, we could piss off the racists, and it's not going to hurt our bottom line. I guess, the, I guess the NFL is the opposite, you know. Put it like this. The only black people who the NFL cares about are the ones who make the money. The rest of you niggas better brace yourself because you in for a rude awakening. These 
they don't care about you like that. And I'm sick of, I, I get kind of sick of people with the blinders. And like I said, I'm not going to diss you if you watch the game or if you have a Super Bowl party, if you go to a Super Bowl party. I don't care about that. But don't pretend like what's going on that what Cap is kneeling for isn't going on. That's the part that I don't like. If you still want to watch the game that you grew up on, watch the game you grew up on. I still play fantasy football, and it's hard because I don't watch football, which is why my teams are in last place every year. Because I have no clue what's going on. And I'll put it like this. If I didn't run the leagues, I just wouldn't re-register. But I, I run the leagues. So it's a different matter. So I just keep grinding on. But if I was just playing fantasy football, I would just be like, well, you know, find someone else to replace me next year. Like I'm pretty much done with football. But it's not an easy thing to give up if you grew up on it, you know. That's like telling, that's like telling Odie, you got to give up on Beyonce because Beyonce says something goofy. Uh, I'm pretty sure Odie would just be like, no. Even though she was kind of testing her fan base, offering to give free tickets to life if, uh, if we go vegan. Really? Yeah. I couldn't go vegan. I, I might could go with, with, with uh, Ricard as well, pescatarian. Would he eat fish? If I yeah, learned how to cook fish, I might give that a shot. But, I, but as far as being like a vegetarian, and it's not even like I eat a lot of steak, but I could, I could stand to eat less meat. So it's something. I, I would probably try to eat more vegetarian meals, but I couldn't go full vegetarian. So let me ask you all a question. Who thought that Big Boy and Travis Scott were going to do anything other than dance and sing out there? Who thought they was a, who thought they was going to come out in their Kaepernick jerseys never and represent? Never did. Never did. Uh, I, I thought that they were asked to was going to kneel. I thought everybody was going to kneel. I didn't tell you about going there. Yeah. Go ahead, Van. I haven't looked at a Super Bowl performance or any of. I haven't, I haven't looked at none of it. I haven't even tried to. I don't want to. I, I, I will say this, Van. The last Super Bowl performance I actually watched was Prince. I forgot what year it was, but I'm a big Prince fan. And that's like the last Super Bowl. Believe it or not, I think that was like 06 or some shit. Like, it was a yeah. long time ago. And I thought, I'm like, damn. And I remember. It was like five years ago. I remember he, he was out there doing this thing. It's thunder and lightning out there. He has like this glass stage, and his dancers were wearing high heels. Somehow, some way, none of them fell. <laughs> but he gave one of the best performances I've seen, and Odio enjoyed this was Beyonce. That's the last, that's the last Super Bowl performance I've seen. Oh, was that doing? Was that the formation? Yep. Yeah. The last one I've seen. Yeah, when she came out like Michael Jackson with the vest on. Yeah. But but Maroon Five, ain't nobody trying to pay money to see Maroon Five. And all my friends, I'm just like, oh, yeah, and Travis Scott. And they're like, who the fuck is Travis Scott? Like, they don't listen to, to young boy hip-hop like that. Like, big boy they know. Now, I, I'll put it like this, okay? This is, this is a mix from Think Progress and Huffington Post. So bear with me here, okay? Pink was supposed to, do, was supposed to sing the national anthem, and she turned it down. So they got Gladys Knight to do it. And, and I, I forgot that Gladys Knight is from Atlanta. Okay, I'm not going to say I forgot. I didn't know. I, I thought she was from, like, deeper south. I didn't know she was from Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought she was, like, deep south, you know. 
Uh, Maroon 5 didn't even hold a pregame press conference because they had, I don't know if it was multiple petitions. I know they had at least one petition with at least like 90, 100,000 names trying to get them to not perform. So they didn't now even hold. Let Maroon 5 tell it. They claim that, um, that it was the Super Bowl that canceled that, not them. I, I, it doesn't even matter, just the fact that they didn't have one. And put it like this, if the Super Bowl canceled it, it's smart on their part because they know someone's going to ask them a, a, a question that they're not going to like and they're not going to know how to answer it. Um, according to a December 2018 Variety report, Maroon 5 had reached out to more than a half dozen stars to share the stage with them at the halftime show, including, and this, the first name on here pisses me off, not because of him, but because of his partner. They asked Andre 3000 to do it, and he said no. Oh, big well, Andre 3000, first of all, Butch is all agree that the love below was the better of the two works in that disc. Butch is all agree to that. Um, I'm not surprised. And actually, it's funny that you brought this up because Big Boy has actually uh, launched a Dungeon Family Tour. Right. And it's supposed to start... I don't know when it's supposed to start, but I know that he announced the Dungeon Family Tour. And the consensus of the comments was like, fuck this, like, unless three facts going to be there, we're not going to be there. Like, whatever you're talking about, nobody's trying to see Goody Mob and all of that. Um, <laughs> not, to, not to, like, disrespect, not like, they got some bops, but nah, nah, no thank you. Yeah. I'm much rather see Andre 2000. I agree. Gotta agree. There is no... No Dungeon Family uh, reunion without the uh, the outcast. And if he don't come, then it's pointless. Yeah. They also asked Mary J. Blige, that's Usher, Lauren Hill, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B. And Cardi B had a single with Maroon 5, a remix of Girls Like Us, and none of them showed up. Well, none of them uh, accepted, you know. So Maroon 5 was basically like, you know, bottom of the barrel. And don't get me wrong, Maroon 5 is a popular group because they're not bums. They're not like Three Doors Down or some shit like that. They're a popular, popular band. They're multi-platinum selling artists. So they're not bums. They're not scrubs. But as far as a Super Bowl halftime show, ain't nobody trying to see Adam Levine up there on a Super Bowl halftime show by himself. You know, you had Travis Scott who broke the picket line, you know, and this whole thing about, well, I got the NFL to donate the money. Why don't you just donate the money yourself and not go? Because now you get paid to do the Super Bowl. You don't get paid to do a halftime show. So you just get the exposure of being on national television during the most watched event of the year. That's your pay, you know. Um, other stars and political figures show their support, uh, either by, you know, tweeting or wearing a jersey. So uh, Chameleonaire, we just spoke about him the other day. Uh, yeah. he, he was at a, a Warriors game with his, with his cap jerseys, posing with, uh, with Steph Curry. LeBron James and Kevin Durant were wearing their cap jerseys. Um, Ava DuVernay, if I pronounce her name right, she was tweeting. Yeah. Uh, Common had a picture with Angela Davis. Yes, that Angela Davis. And Angela Davis had her cap jersey on. So uh, Trey Songs was showing, was showing love. Zendaya was showing love. So a lot of people were showing love for Cap, you know. So it's not like just some fringe thing, you know. This is serious business. 
You know, the NFL conspired to punish a protester. So that case is still ongoing. We'll see what happens with that. So, but moving on. Oh, go, go, go. I wonder go how much money the city of Atlanta made, though, like with NFL-related events. Um, they, I mean, when you get picked. The, the I mean, NFL was very strategic in making sure they picked the blackest, black-ass city they could find in America, you know, to kind of throw off the scent and also, you know, keep people divided because it's like black people like money. You know what I mean? Like everybody likes money. But you know, I, I, I really like our coins. I, I would have to find out something. I know that they choose these cities in advance. So I don't know how far in advance they choose them. Well, so it's not like an oldie's coin. We like money, but we don't like to utilize money correctly. We spend money at stupid shit like strip clubs, throwing stacks on top of stacks. Only people smart like yourself invest in property like they're supposed to. So for the most part, we like the money, but we don't know what to do with money. Our culture doesn't appreciate Oh, we, we, we lost you, Blue. Oh, he, he's going to jump back on. We lost Blue for a second there. But um, I don't know. How, I mean, one of my friends who lives in Atlanta, she, she, post, she made a post today. She was like, the game's over. Now get the fuck out. Because <laughs> I guess there's still a lot of stuff going on in Atlanta. But um, I think they do choose those games, like the, like the venues in advance. So they'll do a few at a time. So I don't know the timing of it. So in other words, I don't know if this stuff started going on in 2016 and then they chose Atlanta for, 20, uh, for 2019. I don't know. I'd have to find that out. But I do know, like, like for the All-Star game, for NBA, they they do a few years in advance. I guess it gives people time to to prepare. Yeah. Like like I think next year is I want to say Chicago for the All Star game. I know That's this. I don't see it. I don't see it being really any more than like two years out. Yeah, because because I, I I looked it up. Uh, next year is Chicago, and then the year after that, twenty twenty one is Cleveland. So. But I don't know how far in advance they do that for the NBA. I'm sorry, for the NFL. But it'll be, inter- it'll be interesting to find out because uh, it would actually be, I mean, it's good strategy on their part if they did that. If they just thought, oh, God, we, you know, this is, there's a lot of trouble here. So. After the protest started, I'm sure that it was. Yeah. They probably didn't have enough, um, you know, um, they probably couldn't tell that far in advance to know, like, oh, um, you know, this Kaepernick is really going to go on for a while, like kind of drag on for a while. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they knew, like, hmm, how can we get the niggas on our side? Just like, hell, like even Papa John's, um, I'm not sure if you saw this in the news, but Papa John's donated 500 grand to Bennett College. Bennett College is the only, um, it was like one of two, of HBCUs in the nation, or all-girl HBCUs in the nation. And they were facing um, closure. Like, they were about to get shut down due to bankruptcy and not having enough funding, and they needed, like, $5 million. And they raised, thankfully, about $8 million um, and were able to get to their goals so they don't have to shut their doors. 
Oh, nice. But and, 500 came from Papa John's. About half a million came from Papa John's, and, you know, that was a huge blessing. And it, it, it's been hard for me as a, as a fast food junkie to not get Papa John's because they do make the best fast food pizza, and I, and I do like their garlic sauce. Like, Domino's Pizza is basically just meh, but it's still better than most other fast food pizza, you know, if I'm in that, if I'm in that mood. But Papa John's does make good pizza, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I crack on it because I hate Papa John himself, but they do make pretty good fast food pizza. So it's been hard to not. It's been hard to not support them. No, we didn't forget. Like, like yeah. we did not forget that she was out here, you know, bugging out or whatever. Yeah. And 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 you know what it is? It's basically just choices. Because okay, well, if I have to suffer with Domino's, I'll do that. But I'm not supporting Papa John. For, mm-hmm. for I guess for for NFL, what do you want to watch this time of the year? You want to watch the end of baseball and then hockey? No. You know, or and I mean if and. A lot of people I know who watch football also watch basketball already. So, but let me let me ask you guys a question. Have you been keeping up with this whole thing about Ralph Northam, who's the uh, the governor of Virginia? Yeah, um, the the guy who was in the hood and they called him Coon Man or some shit like that. That was his nickname in the senior year book. Yeah, yeah, and they had that picture of him in blackface. Yeah. So now they they want him to they want him to resign. So I'm gonna open up I'm gonna open up to the floor. Has he finally admitted that that was in the picture? Because that's what he was trying to do. Say I don't remember that being me or some dumb shit. Like he tried to play dumb, like he didn't remember taking that picture or he didn't know that it was him. I mean, I'll put it like this: if I was him, I wouldn't admit to it right away. Because <laughs> that's a pretty fucked up picture. But um, it's. Do you think that he? Do you think that he he should resign, or do you think he should just stick it out as, as governor? I mean, he he started in 2018, so he's been the governor for about a year now, for about 13 months. So, do you think that he's? He, do you think he he should resign, or do you think he he should stick it out? I do think he should. Um, I don't know if he should resign. I don't know. I don't know. I just think that he should, um, fuck, I don't know. I really don't know. I just, I think he needs to kiss a lot of ass, though. That's what he needs to do for yeah, that. He's, he's going to have to do the whole tour. What, what about you, Van? What do you think? How many years ago? How many years ago was it? Back in the, in the mid-80s. Mid-80s. All right, so... I read something about Mark Mark Waldron who was who was convicted of a hate crime when he was a teenager. So my whole thing about people's minds changing and and having positive vibes and things of that nature, <clears throat> people can change over time. So this just stick out. That's my opinion. People change over time, especially. Yeah. Interacted and, and with uh, other races and, and it, 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 yeah, stick it out. He's got to stick it out because his 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 whole frame of mind has changed and he doesn't think like that anymore. 
But I will also have to know, like, what has he done recently? I do feel like this is, like, the equivalent of, like, you know, looking on people's Twitter and shit and seeing, and then, like, holding them accountable for the high school student they were 30 years ago, where, you know, um, I do think that that's ridiculous um, because I wouldn't elect, uh, you know, 17-year-old me, not by any stretch, even though I don't think I was, like, a terrible person or completely irresponsible, but, like, what the fuck? I was a child. Yeah, and, and I don't think it was a high school yearbook. I want to say, well, that's, that's the way it's, I want to say it was a yearbook for medical school. Don't quote me on that. I, mm-hmm. So was it? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're people, you know, like, yeah. you're expected to be responsible for people. Yeah. I, I look at it like this, and my friends do not, well, some of my friends do agree with me, and some of my friends do not agree with me. So we're kind of split on this, you know, on the people that, you know. And I look at it like this. Should he, uh, should I be able to slug him in the gut? Yes. You know, but do I think he's a racist? No. There's nothing, and, and here's the thing. I haven't uh, looked up his record yet, but I find the timing of them coming, because here's the thing. Why didn't they find that picture when he was running for office? Why did it come up now? Yeah. You know? And it came up because there was a recent interview with him where, and he wasn't like a thousand percent behind it, but enough behind it to satisfy me that he came out in favor of uh, pro-choice. That, um, you know, in cases where the mother's life is in danger, that, you know, that she could talk to a physician and maybe even get a second opinion and something like that, but uh, that other, but not to have it go through the government, you know, that the government shouldn't be involved in a woman's decision, a woman's right to choose. That she said, I mean, now if and he did say if, if you're in a rural area, that's a different that's a different matter because you may not have a second doctor, a second specialist to go over this with you. But he was all for a woman's right to choose. He didn't feel that the government should be involved in that. And then not too long after that, they find a picture of him from, 80, from 84 or whatever year it was of him in blackface. When if they really wanted him out of the race, they would have found that picture because it's not like that yearbook was going anywhere. That they should have found that when he was running for office. And then, he, then he, of course, he would have lost. You know? But the problem is, the problem I have with stuff like that is, yes, that was a, that was a fucked up picture from 35 years ago. Okay, but Donald Trump is a racist now. Steve King is a racist now. Right now, right this second, they're racist. Not 35 years. They were racist 35 years ago, and they were racist now. You understand? It's happening now. Donald Trump started his campaign saying that Mexicans were rapists and thieves, and some might be good people. If you look hard enough, you might be able to find a good Mexican someplace. Maybe making him a taco bowl, you know. But this whole notion of, you know, the snap outrage and, oh, you did something wrong years ago, so now you have to quit. No, let's not, let, let's not be suckers, okay, because Republicans never quit. Hell, when, Roy, when they found out Roy Moore was a pedophile, and I, and I know if Blue was online, he would tell me alleged. Yeah, he was a fucking pedophile. You don't get kicked out of the mall. They don't ban you from the mall because you, you know, because you stole sunglasses. They, they banned him from the mall because he kept trolling for little girls. 
because he was a creepy dude, and they were like, you know, this dude keeps kicking these little 14-year-olds. Get them out of here. You're banned from the mall. This dude dresses like Woody from Toy Story, like he's trying to lure a little kid, like, hey, hey, little girl, want to see me do a lasso trick in the back of my windowless van? It's a creepy motherfucker, man. And Doug Jones barely beat him. So it wasn't like they found out that he was trolling for little girls, and they were just like, oh, ugh. No, he was getting more support. Even when all these girls came out and talked about Roy Moore, Republicans were giving him more support. Steve King's a virulent racist. The only reason why they're after Steve King now is because he turned his dog whistle into a megaphone. And when, and when they try to get him on Fox News to try to get him to walk back on the statements, he said, no, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> so this whole notion of, you know, just like they did to Al Franken, and now the people who were telling Al Franken to leave are regretting it because Al Franken was, yeah, did he make some bad moves? Yeah, absolutely he did. But was it worth him losing his job over? No. Absolutely not. Now, I may be, uh, put it like this, how long was Bill O'Reilly groping women until he got caught? Like two decades of sexual harassment suits being settled out of court before he finally started costing too much money. And they had to, and they had to let him go. You know why they held on to... to, to Bill O'Reilly for that long? Because he was making them tons of money. Because he was, the, he was the number one guy. You know, he had the number one spot on Fox News. And he was making them tons of money. Did you know Sean Hannity gets paid? Let me verify that before I, before I come out my face. But I think I heard somebody say Sean Hannity gets paid $20 million a year. Hold on. Sean Hannity, sorry. 2016, yeah. Yeah, Sean Handy in 2016, he, he made $29 million. Mm-hmm. Is that so, not from Yelton or from... No, that's just from Fox News. Yeah, it's Handy with his $29 million salary and private jet. So these cats make a lot of money. So you figure... If, if Sean Hannity, garbage-ass Sean Hannity, makes $29 million a year, how much money does he make for them? And these guys are – I saw Bill O'Reilly call a black man or rape a drug dealer to his face. The man was in a suit. So it wasn't like he was in a hoodie with some shades on and some Timberlands. You know what I mean? He, this dude was a, a well-dressed, articulate, educated black man. And Bill O'Reilly was talking about, you know, he's all about drug dealers. Like, you kind of look like a drug dealer. Like, fuck you. What? What did you just say? And that man is their number one guy. We just got to stop being suckers, man. Give the people time to explain their position. Let them apologize. Let them just keep it moving. If you don't want to vote for them next election, don't vote for them next election. That's perfectly fine. But this whole thing about, oh, my God, you, did, you said this on Twitter, and it's not just politicians. Look what happened with James Gunn, who directed uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. 
He had he had some he had some bad tweets years ago, and then Disney fired him. Now he works for DC, and now he's gonna do the next Suicide Squad movie. I'm still gonna boot him. I didn't know about him getting like rehired or whatever. But okay. Yeah, I thought he was gonna get rehired because the actors were kind of, especially Dave Bautista who plays um Drax. He was mad. He was just like, look, I'm gonna fulfill my contract, but I didn't sign up for this. You know. Like, James Gunn wasn't just a great... I mean, he was their friend. And some bad tweets got him out. Look what happened with Kevin Hart. And the tweets that he had that cost him his gig at the Oscars. You know? I mean, I know we're supposed to be the good guys, but why should we be the only ones who are held to a standard? If the other side isn't held to a... And, and my friend made a point, and he was like, look, we don't want to be like them. Right, because you know we don't want to we don't want to be the things that we hate. Yeah, and and I get that we're supposed to be we're supposed to be better than that, and I get that, but the problem is we're eating our own. Because let me put it like this: when Ralph Northam gets ousted, who's going to take his place? They're going to put a Republican in there. And then all the stuff that Terry McAuliffe did, who was a former governor of uh, Virginia, that guy's going to undo. I wasn't going to talk about it on the show because I haven't, done, I haven't researched it yet, but they had um, uh, in Utah. I mean, Utah has always been a deep red state. But in Utah, the people voted for Medicare expansion. So if they did Medicare expansion, they would have given uh, Medicare to about 150,000 low-income people, right? And you have to be a certain percentage under the poverty line or above the poverty line. So I think it's supposed to be like 138% above the poverty line. Like I said, I didn't get a chance to research it. I, I just read the article at lunch. But long story short, the people voted for this bill. They had it on the ballot, and like 52, 53% of the people voted for the bill. So they were supposed to get Medicare expansion. You know what the legislature said? The legislature said, well, they didn't have all the information, so they voted wrong. So now, now they're fighting it, and they want, to do, they want to do a version of it that rewards private insurance and then is, is literally seven times more expensive than, going, than expanding Medicare because it benefits private insurance. Because put it like this. That part of Obamacare is still in place. If you do Medicare expansion, right, for the first, uh, I think for the first year or two, the government pays 100% of the Medicare costs for your state to give you time to get your budget together. And after that, the government pays 90%. Right? The plan that they're doing, because it doesn't meet the criteria, they would have to pay like 65% of it. Instead of paying 10% of it, they had to pay 65% of it. So the people spoke, and then the Republicans were just like, ah, you just heard it wrong. That's like if I had two Italian ices, I have cherry and I have lemon, and I tell you, uh, you want one, Odie? Choose, choose the one you want, and you pick cherry, and I'm like, now nah, you can have lemon. Yeah. Well, well why fucking give me a choice if you're just going to give me Lemon, you know, and that's basically what happened to people. 
with women, like with pro-choice, I mean, let them tell it. Like, oh, you need to wait 24 hours because we know that you came all the way down here for this procedure, but, you know, you don't know any better. You don't know what's good for your body. Basically. I mean, I, I saw a meme where it's like they had like, uh, you know, a spoofing of Hillary as president signing a bill, and there's a whole bunch of women standing behind her. You know, they, they photoshopped it, of course. But they said, um, like, what if women made decisions on, men, on men's bodies? And they said something crazy, like, you know, they signed a bill that says men can only ejaculate um, if, they're, if they're making babies. Like, you can't masturbate at all. And women signed that bill on, you know, for, for men. You know, that would be insane. It's just as insane to tell a, I mean, men can't have babies. Yep. You know, so we shouldn't be telling women what to do with their bodies. If a woman in Boise, Idaho has an abortion, who cares? That has nothing to do with me. has nothing to do with, with anybody except that woman, her significant other, and her physician, and that's it. That's the only people who that concerns. So... I will say one last thing before we wrap it up. You know I can't do a show without talking about my, my secret girlfriend, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, or AOC. This is, a, this is an article from uh, The Hill, right? Uh, AOC has infuriated colleagues by aligning with a progressive outside group that's threatening the primary entrenched Democrats. That group is Justice Democrats. It's, it's sickening that these Groups will not mention their name. It's kind of like in those, those later Freddy Krueger movies where they figure, well, if we don't say Freddy Krueger's name, people forget about him. We can't hurt people. You know what I mean? So they, it's Justice Democrats. That's who AOC is aligned with. Okay. It says, um, now, some of those lawmakers are turning the tables on her and are discussing recruiting a primary challenger to run against a social media sensation. At least one House Democrat has been privately urging members of the New York delegation to recruit a local politician from the Bronx or Queens to challenge Ocasio-Cortez. What I've recommended to the New York delegation is that you find her a primary opponent and make her a one-term congressperson. The Democratic lawmaker who requested anonymity told The Hill, you got numerous council people and state legislators who have been waiting 20 years for that seat. I'm sure they could find numerous people who want that seat in that district. Let me, let me put it to you like this before I open up the floor, okay? That seat does not belong to some grimy ass kisser, okay? It belongs to the people. The people put a representative in that seat, not the DNC themselves, not the DCCC, not anybody else. It's the people. The people choose who represents them. So if you're going to primary somebody as popular as AOC, it's not because she's not doing a good job. It's because she's shining light on you roaches, you grimy, you grimy ass-kissing, money-grubbing roaches. She's shining a light on you, and you don't like it. She's calling you out, and you yeah, don't I like it. <laughs> you know. Put it like this, Odie. Who's going to run against AOC now? I mean, granted, she doesn't go out for another couple of years, but who's going to run against her and win? 
Who's that popular right now? AOC is pop, the only politician right now who's more popular than AOC is Bernie Sanders. And if you showed me a poll that said that she was more popular than him, I'd probably believe it. And you know one of the reasons why, and, and, and what I mentioned about them not mentioning Justice Democrats, you want to know one of the reasons why she's that popular? Because Republicans can't stop talking about her. And her ideas are so good that Republicans can't make them seem bad. Not from lack of trying. Because <laughs> Sean Hannity hates AOC, and he talks about her all the time, and all he's doing is just spreading her legend. You can't make universal health care sound bad. You can't make a Green New Deal sound bad. Oh, you're trying to save the planet from destruction? And all we got to do is change, you know, change some light bulbs and switch to solar, which is much cheaper than, than, uh, than everything else? Uh, yeah, why don't you just sign me up for that? They're pretty much making her case for her. They can't make what she represents sound bad at all. They can't. So the fact that, and here's the thing, the fact that that Democrat remained anonymous is just sheer, sheer cowardice. But I understand that cowardice because it's not like AOC is going to get you. What's she going to do, walk up to you in the Capitol with a box cutter and slash you across the face? No. What they're afraid of is her almost 3 million Twitter followers are going to torch them. And that person might get primaried, not AOC. And here's the thing. AOC is not mad about that. AOC is like, bring it on. Because she's all about the primary process because that's how she got her seat. She got her seat in the primary process. So she's like, if you want to primary me, you have that right. So she's not backing away from a primary challenger. But the fact that, th- that these people are hiding in the shadows like roaches, um, it's, it, just, it just proves the point. that Because Demo- here's the thing. Democrats are the good guys for all intents and purposes. But Democratic leadership, yeah. Democratic leadership is the problem. I knew you were going to say that when I said that. But um, <laughs> because anybody who puts up a bill that does something good for somebody, it's done by a Democrat. But the problem is they get hobbled by leadership. You know what it's like? It's like, it's like a detective movie where the captain is the villain and the detective is trying to solve the crime and every time they get close to solving the crime, the captain throws them a bone. Well, I mean, sorry, they, 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 throw them, they try and throw them off the set because they know, oh, God, I'm the criminal and my own detectives are coming to get me. You know, it's kind of like this. It's kind of like, hey, um, if we do universal health care, um, don't, my donors who are the health care industry are going to lose a ton of money. If we do a Green New Deal, my donors who are the oil industry are going to lose a ton of money. So we got to make up these rules to hobble all these new ideas so they don't pass. So the Democrats are the good guys, but the leadership is the, is the, uh, is the villains. The enemy is within. The phone calls coming from the House. <laughs> so but I will say I will say one thing before I before we before we wrap up cuz I know we're out of time. Um this came into my feed 
maybe like 15 minutes before the show started. And I'll probably talk about it on Saturday. But Howard Schultz, I know I talked about him on Saturday. I didn't know this. He was the, uh, the owner. We didn't talk about owners before, right, at least in the NFL. I didn't know this. He used to own the Seattle Supersonics. And his, his shitty leadership is the reason why they went to Oklahoma City. Why they left Seattle. So I have, so I have, to, I have to read that article and find out what happened. Like I said, it landed on my, on my desk like 15 minutes before the show. And I'm like, you know what? I'm putting this on my list. We'll talk about it on Saturday. But it just goes to show you that having, like being a billionaire, it just means you're good at making money. doesn't necessarily mean you're good at making decisions. Because Seattle is hurting for another NBA team. Because they love the Supersonics. You know, even when they were mediocre, the fans were still packing, still packing the seats. So I need to find out what Howard Schultz did to screw them over and make them leave and go to Oklahoma City. Hmm. That used to be my team, yo. Sean Kemp and Gary Payton. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I used to have, I didn't, you know, I never used to buy a lot of jerseys. Basketball, I only had two basketball jerseys ever. Patrick Ewing, Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp was the man. You know, I used to play. I used to play Sonics in the in the old uh, EA video games. So basically, just shoot threes at Gary Payton, and if he miss, Sean Kemp will just grab that rebound. <laughs> Blue. So, uh, what, what what are your final thoughts? My thought of my final thoughts would be. Getting your your representatives' ears, your senators, your representatives, and let them know what you want them to hear. Call, I would say call maybe once a week, no more than that. Write a letter. I found that with speaking with um, these um, individuals, that the letters that meant the most were never, ever typed. It was the handwritten ones. So keep that in mind. Yeah, my, um, my dad has had like that was the thing for him like he just cared about you know getting feedback for whatever reason from the bush administration and so yep he treasures that that letter to stay <laughs> it's funny every time i hear every time i want to say to this day i always think of that guy <laughs> to this day to this day <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, Odie, what, what, what are your final thoughts? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any final thoughts. Fair enough. You have, you have to pre-write your final thoughts because I always catch you out there with final thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I have to. Yeah, I have to, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Just be better, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 will, I will say this, you know. Uh, in politics, there's no such thing as an off-season. And I'm going to piggyback off of what Blue said, you know. Because just because there isn't an election coming up doesn't mean that, that we need to not put the screws to our, to our politicians. So uh, write them, call them, be respectful, you know, because if you're if you're disrespectful, it's not going to get you anywhere. AOC and uh, 
uh, Ilamo uh, Omar. I always mispronounce her name, and it's not that hard of a name. But um, they get tons of racist hate mail and and racist messages. And AOC was on Twitter talking about. She says that when she gets like racists that call her and leave her racist messages, she gives those messages to the Capitol Police. So it's not like you could just yell at them and say racist stuff and then get away with it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes I do go a little bit too far when I rag on my on on my people on Twitter. Talk about the politicians that is, because you gotta punch, you can't just punch down. You gotta punch up, you know. But uh, at the same time, there's always a limit, you know. But there's no such thing as a political off season. You gotta you gotta put the screws to them always. You know, because yeah. if you're not, because if you're not in their ear, the donors will be in their ear, and if donors are in their ear, they're not listening to you. It, it's, it's, it reminds me of a line from one of my favorite songs: uh, "Pale angel, go away, come again some other day." The devil has my ear today, so I can't hear a word you say. <laughs> so, no such thing as an off season. Got to go out there and go out there and get it. You know, so that when election time comes around, they'll know who they're supposed to be listening to. The people have the power, not the corporations. They can they can have the influence, but in the end, it's your vote that matters. So, all right, Blue, play us off, sir. All right, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown podcast featuring hit shows like Politrix with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. And if you have already subscribed, please leave a review telling us how much you love Politrix with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. And tell a friend to tell a friend. Until then, there is no end. Politrix.
And if only you knew How hard it is to be patient I can only imagine My hands on your body, hands on your body.